Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. We just got to keep the ball in front of us. You know, we had spurts, but, you know, Eric Gordon kind of got his way. He felt comfortable. They felt comfortable to start the game, you know, and I think, you know, you look at the way their bench was reacting, they just felt comfortable. You know, they feel that they could come here and do what they wanted, and they did, you know, and um, we weren't expecting to play perfect, you know, the rest of the year. You know, you, we have games like this. There's going to be games like this, but the biggest thing is how we respond, and we play a great a good team in San Antonio, and um, after we play Denver, but I think um, we'll look at the film, but I think we should just – but to look at this one and say, all right, but like, you know, understand what we had, to, what we did wrong and be ready for this upcoming stretch. There's Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz lose to the Rockets, trailing nearly the entire game. That was an ugly looking game, PK. A lot of different things went wrong there. Right from the start, yeah, as you said. I think they took a 2 nothing lead and that, that might have been it. Uh, they led briefly in the second quarter, 33-30. They uh, gave, gave that away pretty quick. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't understand how you can let guys go for career highs. Is it me or does it seem like the Jazz have more players? Not obscure players, but what we would consider lesser players go for career highs. How does the fourth or fifth best guy on a team? Eric Gordon. I mean, Brandon Ingram did it last year. Derrick Rose did it. It was unfortunate because they just did not play well. I mean, they allowed Denver, uh, Houston to just control it. Yeah, and then they were whooping it up. But it was, yeah, it's only one game, and so you can't go crazy either way. But I thought it was a little embarrassing to see Westbrook jumping up and down and all that stuff. That would have bugged me. If I was a member of of the Jazz. Yeah, I get why it would have. There were a lot of things going wrong out there. Defensively, there were some really soft, unforced turnovers that didn't have to happen, shouldn't have happened. Oh, in the third quarter, Conley had two of them. He fell down. Skates Conley here. And then Bogdanovich just lost control of the ball. A couple times. Donovan had one where he just lost it. Uh, That Obviously, defensively, there were a lot of open shots. And then it looked like the Jazz got confused, started, you know, how are we going to handle all this switching? And they hesitated, and all was lost. All right, we'll get to that coming up. You've got a lot of explanations to the question in the morning. It's up on our uh, Facebook page. How do you explain that loss? We will get to that in a few minutes. Jazz off today, and then as Donovan says, San Antonio. Tomorrow night, they'll be playing the Spurs. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The Sacramento Kings, who trailed by as many as 27 tonight, have come from behind from the third time this year, from 20 or more down, to get a victory. In overtime, the Kings beat the Timberwolves. That was Gary Gerald right there. Big comeback. They get the victory. Ooh. Gary Gerald. <laughs> so you know somebody, huh? Yeah, I do. He's been doing the Kings game since I worked there. The listeners have no idea who Man. Gary Gerald is. Oh, there he is. There's Gary Gerald. <laughs> we all learned something today, PK. Yeah, PK. Learned something. Okay, file that under who gives it. <laughs> Luka Doncic, 29 points and 11 boards. He leads the Mavericks past the Thunder. Fury. Standings watching. Dallas and 
Houston picking up a full game on the Jazz. Jazz are three games in front of those two teams, sitting in fourth place now. And those two are uh, tied for fifth, three games back. I don't know if the Jazz are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs, PK. Man, they fell two spots. If they lose a couple games, another two spots. You lose a third game, another two spots. Do you catch on? It doesn't quite work like that, oh. but that was good. Well, it did tonight, last night. It did, you're right. Last night it did. Gary Gerald told me that. We should get, hey, next time we play the Kings, let's get Gary Gerald on. Lakers and Clippers. <laughs> Scheduled to play tonight. It's going to be postponed in the wake of Kobe Bryant's death. Larry the Laker and all his connections predicting that would happen and then being right. If they want to do that, fine. They're going to have to take the floor at some point. Yep. And it's going to be emotional no matter when. But if it's too soon, it's too soon. A couple other games tonight. The Denver Nuggets, who just moved uh, into a tie with the Jazz. They're playing the Memphis Grizzlies tonight and John Morant. So you got that to check out. And the Mavericks are going back-to-back. They've got the Phoenix Suns tonight. A couple NBA games to watch. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. And college basketball to watch tonight. Utah State is in Laramie. PK, if you can solve your road woes, why not go to Wyoming? Because they're having a lousy year. Bad Wyoming team. That's always been my philosophy. Why not go to Laramie? Yeah. Should go to Laramie? Yeah. Fix what ails you? Right. Why not go? I mean, I've, I've had coffee when I was running through Sacramento and spoke that with Gary Gerald. There it is. <laughs> Wyoming is 0-9 in conference play. in Laramie? <laughs> They're 0-9? 0-9. How? Dead last. Two games behind your Fresno State Bulldogs. That is really bad. Can't yeah. get worse. Can the Aggies drop them to 0-10? Oh, they have to. The game's on ESPNU at 9 o'clock tonight. They must. It's a requirement. Scotty G's on the call with the pregame show at 8.30. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Aggies currently in a four-way tie for fourth in the Mountain West Conference, and they've had their road issues, got beat in Vegas, and got beat in Air Force. And Can they get the win here? They better. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Former Nebraska head coach Bo Pelini. He's been at Youngstown State. He is the new defensive coordinator at LSU. He was the Tigers defensive coordinator when they won the title back in 2007. Returning to the old stomping grounds. And uh, Rocky Long, we told you this at the end of the show yesterday, Rocky Long is the new defensive coordinator in New Mexico under his former protege, Danny Gonzalez. Their New Mexico roots and their personal ties run deep, PK. So he's leaving the San Diego State head coaching job for New Mexico defensive coordinator job. Well, Danny Gonzalez has listed his mentors as being Rocky Long at Bronco Mendenhall because uh, Danny was a walk-on at New Mexico. And uh, I think he played for Rocky and then joined the coaching staff when Bronco was Rocky's guy as the coordinator. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of history there. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo telling reporters that the Patriots quarterback, his former teammate, Tom Brady, texted him to say, 
good luck and everything like that. You know, just go handle business. He said it wasn't too complicated. Just go win. That's important to know. He's backup for three and a half years. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Can he get one as a starter in Miami? NFL writers with too much time on their hands drawing parallels between him and Steve Young. Because Steve Young had Super Bowl rings as a backup to Joe Montana, and then he got his as a starter in Miami. Yeah, Steve Young's an MVP and a Hall of Famer, and if Garoppolo can do that, that would be amazing. Estimated $6.8 billion will be gambled on the Super Bowl this weekend with the Chiefs and the Niners. And not one penny from me. There it is. You're out of the pool. Because I called up Jerry, Gary Gerald. I figured he's a Niners fan, and I wanted to bet him, but he didn't. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, your explanations for all that went wrong with the Utah Jazz. That was messed up. They beat the Rockets. I've got great news, though. You do? Yeah, and we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that coming up. Regarding the Jazz. DJ and PK, stay with us. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This market, Tony, I think is unique to the Kobe Bryant yes. journey. We had the privilege of seeing one of the top five talents to ever lace it up at least two times a season right here in Salt Lake City. And then the playoff matchups, they all wrapped up in a poetic, beautiful moment where, yeah, the Jazz were the team against him when he finished his career with 60 points at Staples Center. You have great memories, whether it was a heartbreak and a finish or whether it was an exhilarating Jazz win and the way Kobe competed and fought. It was really something special to be around and Kobe's performances were fun but the rivalry and the competition and the fact that the fans got to feel like they were a part of that competition in the good ways is a thing of beauty and something I think we'll miss forever. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon powers the drive to the basket and scores and Eric Gordon who at one point in his career was a 25-point-a-game scorer for the Clippers, has got 19 in the first half. Rivers driving. Ball fakes, flares it back out to Tucker. Hands to Gordon. Three ball right side, good. Ten-point Rocket lead, and just as the Jazz huff and puff a little bit, the Rockets fortify the lead. Join the zone Thursday from 10 to 3 at F45 Training in Jordan Landing, 3812 West, 7800 South. Change everything with personal training in a team environment. It's David Locke on the call, and there were a lot of those moments in this game, PK, where it looked like maybe the Jazz are getting it together. That 12-point lead is down to 6. Here they come, and then the lead goes right back to 10. It's a yeah, roller coaster. It was a very crazy game, and I had a bad feeling. Not at the start, but midway through the first quarter I had a bad feeling. I was like, all right. The, the height advantage was irrelevant because the Jazz don't play like that. I mean, they take a bunch of threes. Yep. So it's not like, oh, let's change our game plan. They, it seemed to me, they did nothing to prepare for the Rockets' small lineup. They weren't. They thought they for could it. do their stuff and beat it. Yeah. And when they couldn't, then then what? And shots didn't fall. They, they pressed. I thought they took a lot of contested shots. Locke made a good point in the broadcast. They're shooting a lot off the dribble, and they're not as good at that. Uh, better with the pass and all that, but you don't have the open guy to throw it to because they're not switching. They're not getting caught in the – or they are switching. They're not getting caught in that scramble. And Quinn said they scored enough points to win. 
Which actually doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> they didn't win? <laughs> yes. Implied in there is if they played a reasonable amount of defense. Uh, they should have scored enough points to win. I thought they scored a lot of points. And actually, young Buck, who isn't here yet because he produces the games, he made the solid point when they started scoring in the fourth quarter. He says, now they're going to they're gonna build up the offensive stats here, even though offensively they've, they've really struggled for three quarters. You know, they had 75 points at the end of three quarters, which is an off yeah, night. Yeah, Bogdanovich patted his stats. It seemed like he made 10 threes in the third, fourth right. quarter. Uh, the urgency by the Rockets wasn't there. Dan Tony got a little ticked off there for a bit. Clearly, one of those timeouts, he came stalking out on the floor like, we have done so much right, right for so long. Are you guys going to bleep it away right now? Right, right. And it was what you should do as a coach, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Jazz scored 42 points in the fourth quarter. That's almost as much as they had in the first half. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, shots fell a little bit Well, more. after after Quinn said that, then later on he was talking about how they were too loose with the ball, there were yeah. unforced turnovers. So, at first he didn't want to get into the offense because he prefers to talk about defense all the time. It's his default go-to. Uh, but then later on he started listing the offensive problems. Yes. Yes. Conley's five turnovers were just way too many. Way too many. I mean, and, and two of them, you just fell down. And what was going on? You fell down? I, I got nothing for you. I thought half their turnovers were unexplainable. Just Well, they had 17, so that would be... Uh, an, you know, it would like, be hard to be exactly half. Yeah. Okay. About half of their turnovers, PK. Well, they scored they enough had points, 18, scored actually, enough points to win. One of them was the right, shot clock at the start of the game. Turnover. Yeah. And then go down to where they add in the team turnovers, and that makes the total 18 in the box score. It doesn't have any. It says turnovers 17. No. I'm no. Looking at the you have an incomplete score. box score. Well, then blame the box score. <laughs> I'm looking at it right. The one, 18th same one. one I look You know the they took a shot clock violation at the start of the game. That was the 18th turnover. Yeah, but that doesn't count. It does. It's a team turnover. Well, that says 17. <sighs> I can tell you. It. But that's, that, that doesn't count on the turnover list. That was obviously... Uh, plan that they were yep. going to do offset then, by one for the other team. So there you eight, go, eight seconds, and that's fine. Go ahead and do that. Cameron says Houston came in, punched the Jazz in the mouth, and the Jazz never recovered. These games happen, and it sucks. I'm not going to blame the refs. That's a cop out. The refs? Well, the 49 free throws that Houston shot. I mean, the game had no rhythm. That was a lot of whistles. Stan says it was the ugly unforced turnovers and no answer for Eric Gordon. They missed a lot of three-pointers and they're playing scared. Just an overall bleepy performance from the Jazz as a whole. Yeah, someone explain to me, I don't have the keen basketball mind, how you have these guys go off a career high when this is supposed to be an excellent defensive team. Well, the defense is built around Gobert and if you're making threes, then... Gobert's impact is going to be limited. Now, Gordon did get to the hoop a few times, but uh, he was hot from three. It seemed like there are a lot of guys, I would say with Joe, everybody, it seemed like different guys had different problems. Joe Ingles' problem during that game was he'd get isolated and a guy started to get by him and he'd foul him, or the guy would just get by him. It seemed like Joe was on an island and Houston spread the floor so there wasn't much help. Like a quarterback, he was on an island? Yes. I love that. The cornerback, he's on an island. He's on an island. All by himself. 
an uncharted desert aisle with no help. But when you're in that situation, you back off a guy a little bit because you've been getting beat or you've been committing fouls and, and didn't. I mean, everybody's in foul trouble. I mean, like everybody had five fouls. Yeah. And so you back off guys a little bit because you've been fouling and they've been getting by you. And now they're open. They got a little breathing room and they hit a three. Well, yeah, but really only Gordon shot the three well. Yep. Rivers was two for eight. Tucker was one for three. The bench either 0 for four, one for four. So that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how this great defensive team can allow somebody to go for 50 points. It's a, so what you're saying is, well, it's built around Gobert, then if somebody from the perimeter just shoots a bunch of threes and they go in, the Jazz can do nothing about it. Usually because you have Gobert back there to protect you, you get up on guys and you pressure them and they're not open for three and you're not worried about getting beat because Gobert's behind you to block the shot. But when you play a small lineup, Gobert can get pulled away from the hoop, and he's not behind you to block the shot. And that's a problem. Now, that's been a problem in other games. Yeah, but I thought they made a bunch like of in, threes. In other games. Now they may have gone to the basket? Well, I mean, you got to do both to well, get that, to 126 uh, points. They also shot a lot of free Then throws. there it is. So from now on, when you play the Jazz, anybody over 6'6", six, six, sit your butt down. <laughs> well, the weird part was Dallas, the previous game, they played the five-out offense, mm-hmm. and the Jazz thrived against it, it seemed like. Throven. Throven, yes, yeah. throw, so, Throven. I mean, that, if that's the uh, recipe, then just play those types of guys there, and this ball club can do nothing about it. And you just better hope that you outscore them, because there's apparently there's no defense for it. Which what the Jazz did at the end against Dallas, made a few key hoops and won a game that they trailed so most then of the game. It's really not about the defense. You better outscore them. That was what they thought in the off season. Why they went and added so many shooters. Then why does Quinn go to defense then? When really that has very little bearing on it. When it's about outscoring him, I just I want consistency. That's all I want. I don't want a bunch of arguments. Well, you're just changing it, and you know, well, this and that. I mean, what is it? What is it here? So they went and got the shooters, so they better outscore you. So don't talk to me about defense then, because apparently defense doesn't really matter that much. Well, if the defense had been better, maybe they would have been in transition, and Houston would have had their defense set up, and your offense would have been better. I mean, the two are linked. It's not just not completely separated. So Houston's defense was that good then if the two are linked? Houston's defense, I thought, confused the Jazz, slowed them down, and there was a lot of dribbling and not really going anywhere. So is that the recipe to beat these guys? Just have a bunch of 6'6 dudes out there? D'Antoni on to something? You told me it was a copycat league. It is a copycat league. Then why wouldn't teams copy this now? We maybe, they to see this going, go maybe they will going well, forward. Why, what do you mean maybe if this is the way it is some the, teams the formula to beat them? Why wouldn't you do it? Because some teams don't have the players to do it. Now, all the teams that the Jazz are competing with have the players to do it. But they have to sit players that they also count on. So? You want to win Jokic. the game? You don't want to, you're not worried Denver's, about feelings Denver's here. Denver's not going to sit Jokic. I mean, you got to switch one through five, and Jokic can't switch on to everybody. He doesn't move well enough. So I wouldn't think Denver's going to do it. And I wouldn't think they're going to bench Jokic. He's too much of their team. Okay, well, if they don't play Denver in the playoffs, then they don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Solve that. <laughs> uh, my point is, are the Rockets on to something here? And will we see this going forward? Is this something that has created a little hole that now, wait a second here. This is something that we can exploit. Look what they did. 
and you're telling me all these things. This defense is supposed to be uh, centered around Gobert in the middle, but uh, if I shoot threes, I don't. You can have uh, Gobert and Mark Eaton and Manute Bowl and Akeem Olajuwon. It doesn't matter. You can take they 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 become irrelevant then. If you have a bunch of smaller guys doing their thing, a lot of teams have guys like Eric Gordon. He's not that good. Yes, but do you have seven guys who can play that defense for the entire game, and can you afford to sit the guys on your team who can't play like that? Apparently the answer for the Rockets is yes. I agree with that. It is for the Rockets. So but the Rockets the, are the only team then. But as far as the copycat league, how many teams will try it? Will they try it for stretches of games, but Why not, not the whole game? Some coaches... You pay to win games, man. Yeah. That's, that's all that matters. Some coaches will tell you, do what you do, do it well. Don't try to attract their weaknesses. Go, don't try to attract and every weaknesses. coach will tell you, we Go want to win strength. the game. Yes. So, is this a way to beat the Jazz? Is this a bigger issue here? Every coach you, will tell you, not some coaches, every single one will tell you, we want to win the game. Next up is the Spurs. Does Popovich think he has the guys who can switch screens, play differently, and do it at a high level? Is it that, the, the, the Rockets? So you're telling me the Rockets' defense was the difference? I think in that game and in the playoff series, the Jazz have struggled with the switching at times. Now, there were times where they fixed it and they seemed to get open shots and they couldn't make them, so it's supposed to be different this year because when they do get those open shots, they're supposed to make them. But it was complicated by the fact that they weren't getting very many stops in that game last night. And so it was hard to go on a run and take the lead because you're not getting stops at the other end of the floor. Yeah, I get that. But I'm trying to look ahead as to what this game meant. I would think someone else would try to switch on them. Or is it just battle, come down to the Jazz or determine they're just going to jack up a bunch of threes and you just have to hope the threes go in? Because they shot 28% from three and 50% from the floor. So that means the non-threes must have been through the roof. Yes. Shoot 28% from three and still shoot 50% from the floor. But yet... Keep jacking up the threes. <laughs> on a, and if they're going in and Joe's got it going on and the crowd's going nuts, I'm all for it. But when you're one but, for seven. But when it doesn't work. Do I really need you to keep jacking up the threes? And you're shooting 50% from the floor, which means you're shooting way more? They were 31 of 43 on two-point shots. That's 72%. Well, I'm not a basketball guy here. <laughs> Why the hell didn't you take more twos? Because when they tried to go to the hoop, guys fell down, dribbled it off their foot, thought, oh, I can pass that guy over but there, jumped in the air, and didn't have anywhere to go. percent Right. So guys didn't always fall down when they shot twos because they shot 75%. 72, but yes. Rounded up. <laughs> Let's round it up to 100. It's too much. Let's go to the phones, 855-340-ZONE. Eric, good morning. I Eric, can't, I Hello? can't hear him. Oh, Good there you go, yes, Eric. Yes, <laughs> I'm here. All righty. So uh, I was there, and it was, you know, I was so excited for the game just because of the way they've been playing. And I think I was on this show that uh, someone was saying that we were just going to 
eat Houston for lunch, especially without their big three. And honestly, it just I think this is a one-off. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not an analyst, so so PK probably knows more than I do. But doubtful. It just seemed like they, from the moment they uh, they were up by four, that's the only time they they led in my mind. And then Houston scored 11 straight points, uh-huh. and the feeling in the arena was just it was weird. It was after yeah. they did the Kobe tribute. It's like the energy just. I I don't know if it was that they had their minds on that uh, and weren't able to play. Basketball. I mean, Houston saw the same thing. It was just weird. I, I can't explain it. Uh, well, I think it was just one off. Okay, thanks for the call. That, that very well could be. It's just this is a game. These games happen. The statues lost to the Clippers in years they went to the finals. So don't go berserko. And uh, the one thing here, and the Rockets had already played a game with the Kobe Bryant situation, and this was the Jazz's first game, so maybe the Rockets were able to, you know, you can't really get it out of your system completely when you think of a loss of a of a man and a, a family and the other families and all the tragedy that goes into that, and so it's not going to go away anytime soon, but maybe from the ball-playing standpoint, the Rockets had a little more experience with that since they had already had to play a game. I'm reaching here. I don't know. I, I thought, but everything you said, I was wondering that during the game. Because first off, Eric is spot on. The energy in the arena was weird right from the get-go. And there's a list of reasons. And maybe it was the Kobe stuff, you know. Maybe it's the Jazz feeding off Quinn Snyder. Uh, I think Clarkson and Davis and Snyder all were either teammates or, you know, coaches in the Lakers. So, I mean, you got a lot of time traveling all that to get to know somebody. Quinn's pregame interviews, the energy was definitely different. He spoke a shoot-around, it was different. He spoke that he only took two questions. Uh, ben, who will be on with us, timed it at 59 seconds. He speaks at like 5.15 before a game every day. Both coaches do. The other coach goes at like 5.30. And so that was weird. Maybe it was the fact that guys took it for granted. Hey, it's the Rockets without three starters. Maybe that played into it. And, and guys just aren't good. All 82 games. <clears throat> Usually, we'll see a Jazz game, and they'll win, and there'll be a couple guys who weren't that good, but it doesn't matter that they aren't that good because everybody isn't on at the same time. And so what you just said there, yeah, you're reaching, but I bet you weren't the only one who reached. I know I did. I was wondering that during the game when they were starting slowly and thinking, well, will it be different in the second half? They go into the locker room. Come on, snap out of it. How much of it was the technical stuff of the switching and how much of it was just normal human energy and emotion and they didn't have it. How much of it is this stuff has to happen at home? That's their fourth home loss. I think there's three teams in the East with better records, but everybody in the West has had these at home. Uh, yeah, but if they had them at full strength. You know, I'd have to go back. I, right. Obviously, I don't, I don't know all that. But uh, the Lakers, as good as they are, they're, you know, they're uh, 16-5 and five at home. Uh, the Jazz are uh, eighteen and four. Clippers are nineteen and four. So now you can go back and look at those games, and you know, in the Clippers' case, maybe they didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and that explains why they lost playing well, some good team. Who knows? Maybe the other three, but not one. The Jazz got them, and we know yep. that. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to go crazy here, but I do have a concern. Well, what did we see? Is some type of formula? that might be able to beat these teams yes. because you're looking to neutralize but, what the Jazz can do. But I don't know that the other, how many other teams can do it as well as the Rockets do it. Oh, man, I don't – come on. They do it more often. They're better at it. I mean, I don't think the Rockets They're are, used to it. These guys aren't that good. 
if it were in a series, seven straight games, you struggle with it once, and then you do snap out of it, and you do figure it out and play better. Maybe. I can argue other teams can do it better than the Rockets. They're not the only ones who can do this. I mean, every team's got guys who can put the ball in the basket. But Ben McLemore, what's he known for? Being a high pick for no reason and a neck tattoo. <laughs> Come on. Why is Ben McLemore beating you? <laughs> Let's, I, mean, I mean, he just barely played a role. But, I mean, it, just, it was all about uh, Gordon. I mean, and Rivers, he just t- saw an opportunity. To just uh, This is my chance to jack up shots. I mean, seven for 21. You would take that every time. <laughs> so, House played okay uh, for somebody that I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, managed to get 11 boards. Tucker's a role player. He played like a role player. That's what he does. He always plays tough. He's a role player. He's been a role player for many years. And he played. A, he was a role player against the Jazz. But to me, I said I'd have some good news. What do you got? I don't want to hear about going back-to-back. Rockets went back-to-back. Yeah, you always say the day game isn't as hard as the night game. And I do think guys get energized for one game when they know they get to shoot. Oh, so now here we come with the excuses. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I give up. Jazz, go ahead and lose. You got your excuses. They're already built in. (laughs) These guys never lose a game. There's always an excuse. Drives me nuts. That's a reason. It's not an excuse. (laughs) Let's see. The Rockets played a day game, which they didn't. It was still a night. Sunday is an hour earlier. And then, well, a bunch of role players, they get energized when they know they're going to play. Okay. All right. That still doesn't explain the Jazz dribbling the ball off their own So then have the Jazz role players start Thursday. We are getting shout-outs for Emmanuel Moutier. Well, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. When when Conley's falling down and no one's around him, thinking, does he really deserve the minutes he's getting, or is he just getting him because he's Mike Conley? Jason says it's certainly not all his fault, but this offense doesn't work with Conley. The ball sticks. He dribbles too much. He takes poor shots and turns the ball over too much. He should stay coming off the bench. He can't start on this team. Well, he's not starting. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think it's about starting or coming off the bench. It's about playing. And the playing time went up to 24 minutes. He's slowly getting back to, you know, he had the three or four games in his, mm. uh, as he returned where they kept him under 20 minutes. Which I thought was the right thing to do because they weren't going to win that game, so let him get out there. You weren't playing, in a sense, to win the game at that point. I mean, it was obvious you weren't going to win the game, so let him be out there with those guys. Eric was with you on writing it off to the uh, Kobe and the energy and the grief and all that. He says, I don't think the Jazz really cared about playing tonight given the circumstances or just going through the motions. The Rockets had their game to go through feeling that pain. I think they were the more focused team. You can't expect people to have a good day every day. Okay. So Eric writes it off to one-off, and let's see what happens in San Antonio, and let's see what happens when the Jazz are back-to-back in Denver. Well, that's a great thing about it, man. I mean, we have a media and fan base who is willing to give them every possible reason slash excuse as to why they lost. It's never, rarely anyway, you didn't play well enough. You need to suck it up and play better. What the freak were you thinking? Dustin actually is right there on that. (laughs) Hero ball tonight. Every one of them just jacking them up. That was a pretty sad loss. 
when given, I was, given Houston's complete lack of effort by not even playing their best players, this was a pathetic loss. I thought it was. So there's Dustin. I listened intently, and I was waiting for the question, what does it say that you couldn't beat a team that was without three starters? But I didn't hear that. <laughs> I only hear what does it say when they win. You're not betting on the Super Bowl, but you would have bet on not hearing that if that were available. <laughs> and I wanted to know, what does it say? What does it say? And the great thing about the NBA, win or lose, just hold on because another game is coming. So you'll have an opportunity to go ahead and prove your stuff that win these next two ball games and fine. Go you've been you've been playing extremely well on the road. Uh obviously. Your record in the road the last fifteen road games, I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's really good. I think it's ten and two in the last yeah, twelve. Yeah, so I knew you would know. You're the nerd. Uh Thanks, PK. Well, you are. And you, that's just the truth. <laughs> uh, so that's why I thank you. Well, you you knew it off the top of your head. There is no way I would have. I don't need to know it. I just know that they're playing well. Whether they're nine and two or ten and two doesn't really matter to me. I know they're playing well. So go ahead and play well against the Spurs. Spurs are not a good team. Spurs are twenty and twenty six. They lost again last night, didn't they? They did. It's yeah. a close game. They got beat by the Bulls. One ten, one hundred nine. Yeah, you're losing to the Bulls. You're not a good team. And so there's no excuse. I don't want to come in here Thursday morning and, well, they did this and, you know, it was that. and No, no I like what I – actually, you should play what Gobert said. Because Gobert is accountable. That's what I love. He's talking about they came in here, kick our you-know-what, and they did. And sometimes it's good to have that happen. So, out of all the interviews, Mitchell's really good, too. But I think that Gobert is the most accountable, the most truthful, the most honest, <clears throat> win or lose. Mitchell could have ducked it last night. It was a long game, which uh, I attribute to all those free throws just kept stopping the game. Normally, the game ends around 9.20, 9.25. It ended at 9.45. Everybody's on deadline. Quinn took a long time to come out. By the time we got in the locker room, it was the time we normally leave the locker room. And there was nobody to talk to. And uh, Mike Conley came out, and he went first. And then Mitchell came out, and he was still in uniform. And this was pretty long after the game. And he stopped, and he made eye contact with the PR guy, and he kind of looked back and looked, and I thought, well... What's he going to do? Because he could have ducked back in the locker room, and people would have had to leave. And people have deadlines. And he just turned and went right over there and started answering questions. And, yeah, you and I always both prefer it. It's easy to talk when it's, you know, a win and everybody's feeling good, but you can go out there and own it when you lost to the shorthanded Rockets. Well, if you're a leader of the team, you that's need, what you do. You need to do it. Right? If you're not a leader, then you can duck it. Yeah. And then just wait for the good times. But the leaders of the team need to send a message that I am one of the leaders and I represent this team in good and bad times and I got gotcha. you. I'll handle this. Don't you worry about it. This isn't your job. It's not Jordan Clarkson's job to explain why the Jazz law. <laughs> it just isn't. I mean, You're right. No, it's He's true. a nice player and he helps the team a lot, but it's not his job. It's but, not Royce O'Neal's job to explain why they lost. 
It's the All-Stars. And we'll find out this week that Mitchell and Gobert are All-Stars. And they both know it. And they both know that they are the leaders of this ball club. It's not Bogdanovich's job to answer why they lost. It's Quinn Snyder's job. And it, the two other guys, it is Gobert and Mitchell. And they full well know it. And they're willing to take on that role. Anybody can take it on in good times. That, that doesn't take anything at all. Pat me on the back and a bunch of media asking me, what does it say how great you are? So, yeah, anybody can do that. But it's when the bad times. And last night, it was a sliver of a bad time. They still have a phenomenal record. They're still right in the hunt. Well, it ends a four-game winning streak, and if you win four out of five, that's 80%, yeah. and 80% is a 65-win team or something like and that. And they'll meet today, and then they'll fly out later this afternoon like they always do and go over what the freak you did wrong, hear about it, and then when you jump on the plane there, that's the end of it. And you fly down to Texas, and you go to bed, get yourself some rest, you go to practice tomorrow. And, and you play the San Antonio yeah. Spurs, who even though it sounds like yeah. a big game, they're a lottery team. And that's the only thing. Once you put that film to bed from the Houston game, that's the only thing that matters. This is the NBA. There is a slew of games coming, win or lose. And they've got this down cold. They already know this. So I expect a much better, a much better effort tomorrow i expect them you know it's going to be tough denver back to back uh it's not so much the back to back it's denver at denver that was going to be whether you and you had three days off or no days off that was going to be a tough game but tough-minded people find ways to overcome the obstacles that are placed in front of them who won in denver on the second night of a back-to-back last year I guess the Jazz, the jazz did. did. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I look, when I look at Gobert, Gobert has proven to me to be a tough-minded person. I think Mitchell is in the process of becoming one. The great thing about it is at 23, he's not a finished product. He still has some level of maturity to go and achieve, and he certainly will. I have no doubt about that. But he is. Absolutely on his way. I think Gobert is already there as a tough-minded person. And the guy takes no excuse for anything. He doesn't want to hear anything like that. And that's why I love the guy. And that's why I think he's the heart and soul of this team. you got the flashier players and the scorers and everything. And they, they are with and you need them. But I think this team's toughness mentally revolves around the coach, as it often does, as it did for 22 years with Jerry Sloan. And... A player or two, and in this case, it's Gobert. But as we go to break, something happened last night. Yak and I were discussing this that I thought was extremely rude, and we need to expose it and discuss it, don't we, Yak? What did I do, Yak? He's looking at me. It's cl- what oh, it's going to be fun uh, <laughs> for you. You love this part. This is our favorite part of the show. <laughs> awesome! It was exceptionally rude. And there needs to be amends. Am where I right, Yock? Where are your manners, Sniggy? There needs to be... Oh, there's really no telling. I was raised in a barn. There's need, there needs to be... So speaking of accountability, we need to have accountability on this one. Because someone's mother would be very, very upset. Am I right, Yock? Yes, they would. Yes. Leave my mom out of it. I didn't say your mother. No, I said someone's, someone's mother. Actually, let me rephrase that. 
anyone's mother. That's a good See. point. <laughs> Mama Hatch would have had a problem with yes, this. Yes, everyone's mother. Mama's Hatch doesn't know about it. She doesn't need to know. It's a need to well, know she's going to find out she's here gonna soon. She's going to find out. Well, I'm she's texting not. her right now. You don't have her phone number. <laughs> I can get it, I bet. You probably could. <laughs> get it real quick. <laughs> All right, whatever this is is next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Come join The Zone on ARUP Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at ARUP 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes, and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. Speaking of speaking for the team, you know, I think Conley can do it, too. He certainly has the stature. It's just that right now he's still new, and he had the injury, and he doesn't have a big-time role yet. Right, but he's a $32 million guy. He's a veteran. He's got all this playoff experience. So he came out first, props to him. Right, and he knows how to do it. I mean, he can do it very, very well. It's just that right now, given the circumstances, his role is not one of leadership on the floor, therefore not necessarily the spokesman. Although, if he wants to speak, and as you said, he came out first Mm -hmm. because he certainly gets it. And at 32 years of age, he's been through countless games where you weren't supposed to win and you did and you were supposed to win and you didn't. So, uh, obviously, he has the experience and the perspective. And actually, I like his responses to the game last night because he's also a no-excuser, too. From what I can tell, it's only been a limited sample, but he's willing. The, th- the thing that I love from a, a media perspective is I love, and Bronco Mendenhall was excellent at this, I thought, is to have someone who's willing to take the tough question yeah. and not find defense in the question, but realize that's a legitimate question and I need then to give an answer because that person isn't looking to bust me. He or she is looking to do his or her job, ask the question that deserves to be asked, and therefore it's legitimate, even if it's not, happy. tell me how great you yeah, are. Yeah, it's not happy. It's not right, a happy question. Right. And, but there were a bunch of turnovers, Yes, and they were really unforced. I mean, just shockingly so in an NBA game. And he owned it. And right. let's, let's listen to the question, listen to the answer, and then we need to discuss what happened after that. Start tonight. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Hats off to them. They they came in here and they, you know, they were the one through the first punch, and um, we were playing catch up. And you know, I think we got out of our game a little bit because of the physicality and the switching and different things like that. Really kind of got us out of rhythm, um, which is not the, not our game. So, you know, we tried to find a way to, to find something in the second half, but it was just uh, it was a tough night. What led to so many fouls? And then, and then dude. Yeah. It's a lady right there, and you just talk right over her. That's KK. And you talked right over KK. Yeah, she shot me a look. What? What? How rude. So many fouls. Yeah. How many so many fouls? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Play that again, Yag. 
Don't so so many fouls. Yeah. Uh, I've got the deeper voice. I'm bigger than you. I'm going to assert my power over you. That's what that message was that I took and all of our listeners. And I came in this morning and Yacht, the first thing he said to me, do you believe this? And he played it for me. Well, since you two go, go into the locker room pretty much zero times, let me tell you how it works these days. You speak over people. They I'm are, DJ. You're not. That's are, how it works. Next, let's go to break. They are cutting off <laughs> interviews. Thanks, whoever, very quickly. If you have a question, don't wait for the fifth question. You better ask a second. KK got the first question. So that's it. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Lady, you got your first yeah. question. Now get out. Nobody, it's my turn. Nobody got a second question with Quinn. Apparently. Yeah. No one, even though she was out on a little flow there and it was going, I wanted to hear what she had to say. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you have so many fouls. And I like how uh, you two don't go into any locker room, so shut up. Well, you don't know how quick they're cutting up. KK goes into every locker room, home and away, so you shut up. You guys don't know how co- how quickly they're cutting off interviews these days. But I know rudeness when I see and hear it, and that's what I saw and heard. And I'm I'm embarrassed for you, Eric, Alan, your departed parents, your nieces and nephews, your children. I'm glad one of them's out of state right now. I did two things that were way worse <laughs> last night, and I'm glad you two don't know well, what they are. What's one fart? I don't want to talk about. Yeah, well, what you do? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Crop dust somebody? <laughs> An apology you owe her. You talked right over her. Yes, you Where's your manners? How rude. Yeah, well, there you go. People talk each other over each other in those scrums all the time, as you well know. I have never bull spoken <laughs> I'm just, I'm, over a woman. <laughs> Chivalry, manners, <laughs> decorum. <laughs> Get back on the phone and get me that free luxury suite. <laughs> That's not talking over. It's not talking over anyone. That a mistake was made. I corrected the mistake. That's what I do as a well, leader would, of the household. I would I would agree with that. A mistake was made. You I'm a leader no, in the household. No That's what? What I did. And I extended forth and an and extended ex- amount of love afterward. I increased the love <laughs> after re- the re- rebuke, which is right out of the scriptures. I might add. You extended forth. <laughs> Yes. Nobody talks like that. The Bible does. Your scripture does. If you'd open it and crack it once in a while, you would know. If you've got a talking Bible, I'll be right over. That would be cool. Don't put it on me. I'm not the one who overspoke and stepped on to the point of almost metaphorically crushing the lady. She was right there. She had a thing going on, and you just butt in because you had something to say. Yep. Ask. Rude, rude, Rudy. Speaking of Rudy, Rudy tells it like it is. I got to tell you, Yak, I'm relieved because this segment could have gone way worse. I'm really wondering what happened last night. You don't really think it's that big of a deal to be rude, so of course you would be relieved. You feel no remorse whatsoever. It's obvious you feel relieved because you didn't see rude and Acknowledge it. You're not accountable for your rudeness. Let me analyze this for just a second. Oh, boy. You can't do anything just for a second. You're right. Well, one thing, but never mind. Break time. DJ and PK. <laughs> it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.